what did happen last time on Crudely Drawn Swords. Let's begin at the beginning with a story all about how Percy and Bambury's lives got flipped upside down. (laughs) (laughs) So what did you guys get up to? Last time on Crudely Drawn Swords, uh, Percy and Bambury went on an epic mission to go to the pub where Bambury was introduced to one of Percy's old friends and Percy talked very very strangely about some things without giving any actual details. At the same time, uh, team gets stuff done incredibly fast, went to do one simple job. (laughs) (laughs) That was so good. (laughs) Which, which I should say was completely made redundant as soon as we met you and you had succeeded in doing our our task sixfold and we had set up the gig to end all gigs that was going to take over Malahir Malin. It was going to take over um, Arushar. Like the marketplace had been shut down. The kingdom was into lockdown because they're worried about riots. They were just just like just because you guys, he wanted to buy a scroll. Yeah, which we wanted to. Yeah, we wanted to buy a scroll that you had six of. I'm just snipping to the shop. Do you want anything while you're there? <laughs> Start you a there? Could you organise the live aid? <laughs> but in our defence, we are going to have a lot of money to buy this scroll. We're going also, to don't to forget, charity. I need Enigma. Enigma is using this as cover to scout that guy's house. Remember, so oh, yeah. let's not forget. There needs to be. And also, I believe Enigma's and pickpocket people. Yeah, Enigma <laughs> was going to go through some pockets. So yeah, she's super busy tonight. I've got a lot to do. The big things that I recall, you had an awkward goodbye on the boat as you came into harbour. Percy and Banbury went off to the pub, met Yanis, who was weirdly security conscious. (laughs) Percy explained a whole lot of stuff to Banbury that Banbury was a little unsettled by because Percy was being weird. And also, Percy stripped down from shining knight of the church to dodgy geezer in murder robes. Banbury changed from Banbury the Brown to Banbury the White. Yes, it was the important transition. <laughs> and then he both fell for the oldest light. Sister's not a spy. Line in the book. Apparently. I'll find that out, I see. After all these antics, you all met back up in a harbourside bar. And after your dinner, you all were set to go and run this amazing concert. Yeah, I've got Percy on like muscle duty and Banbury's uh, manning the gates. Mm, I love muscles. Is Banbury manning the gates rather than like 
prestidigitating the lights shut. Yeah, no, Banbury's, Banbury's main character part of this, so he's not got a bit part. He's like a big deal. He's standing behind the stage just sending fireworks up. <laughs> <laughs> and after just his black sludge is shooting up behind us, <laughs> raining down on everyone. <laughs> just people are getting coated in oily, <laughs> acidic goo. It's like a foam party you had in like the 90s, but it's a black, evil sludge party. They were kind of like that, from what I remember. Shall we start as you prepare to take the stage then? Okay. To remind you, Arishar itself is shaped like a huge bowl with these white stone walls completely smooth around the outside. And the area you've adopted for a stage is right at the top of the bowl on this kind of stepped platform over the marketplace. And by some amazing diplomatic wranglings, you managed to persuade them to give you a permit to run this concert on the promise that you'd take people's minds off their worries and the fact they're super thirsty with cheap beer, which you have now achieved. The sun has gone down over the edge of the evening side bowl and... The shadows have crept up the walls. And so it's just coming to that perfect time of evening for a bit of music. And a crowd is gathering in the market square. And you've got that expectant hubbub because people have seen the flyers. I believe Enigma sent out street urchins spreading spreading rumours of mystery and uh, wonder. Out of interest, was this a, a gig that you were charging admission to? Or how were you making money off it? Or do you not think that far question. ahead? We, I mean, we were going to sell tickets. I don't yeah, know if we got the printed in time. Tickets. Well, the but thing then, is, you are playing in the market square. Yeah. I mean, it's quite hard to, like, operate a gate on large civic areas. I mean, it kind of depends whether the person's asking this I see or not. Because the OC answer is Enigma's going to get us some money. The answer is that there's kind of, there's beer, two for one beers and stuff, and we get a cut of that, and we just get a little bit of a cut. I don't think we do. Didn't they give us the beer for free? Well, okay. Well, we're going to ask for donations then. We'll send send some people around, and we'll sing songs about, you know, if you donate, then we can get the water back. We're supposed to take the minds off that. Yeah, okay. We won't won't talk about that then. We'll just say, give us money. It's all right. I'll rob them. Okay. Um... I, I don't think I am asking, I see, I was just curious as to whether we were in like a confined area <clears throat> where there's people manning entrances and exits or whether it's just a general free fall. You probably charge I... for VIP tickets. VIP tickets like allow you <laughs> to uh, shake hands with the uh, with, mm-hmm. with the various uh, famous people. Maybe take a, you know, get a, a cartoonist to do a selfie drawing. <laughs> yeah, we've got get a yeah. sketch little artist. caricatures of their heads too big, little bodies. We've, we've talked to our various contacts and we're going to get a cut from their income. <laughs> and Enigma's going to just pickpocket a load of people, so... Yeah, I, I, basically the underlying scam is <laughs> the thief in the crowd. Yeah, yeah it's one of the so, scams that's how we're that really... back all that money. Yeah. We should do this in real life. Yeah, basically. I figure Enigma can just pickpocket as she walks to this guy's house and pickpocket on the way back. She's got a load of cash... She's agreed to not lie and to split it equally because we're a team. 
always. And I trust her. So Banbury and Percy and Tristan are on the stage. And you have this view over the town. Along a lot of the streets in Arusha, they have chains running between the houses with lanterns hanging on them. And so you're starting to see the city mapped out in lights. And you've got this hubbub of people and you can hear noise from the bar where the man who actually did gamble on you being able to manage this, Simeon from the Dragon's Rest, he's got his like beer tent up and it looks like it's getting quite a few people yes, in thank goodness yeah that, that was a risk at least that one person won't suffer in consequence thank goodness so as you prepare what what do you do tristan this is your show i i suspect we're gonna have a little talk beforehand about what's going on i'm gonna be in my black land of the dead outfit with a nice white crisp shirt <laughs> My guitar's freshly polished, but not to the point where the, it drops out my hands. Um, <laughs> so it's looking quite nice, and you know, it's just it's just stand. Well, no, actually, it doesn't work because I want to. So the the stage has got the three mics. Actually, no, we're going to go with one mic, so no one really knows. Wait, how's a mic work in a medieval this is a world system? Where you yeah, don't have microphones as well. Yeah, I remember that. Um, did we publicise that from it was going to be three? three big names we did that was the draw yes you did that was a big draw well i suppose i don't really have any spells that amplify voice do they do we maybe there's just a really short person holding like a a funnel like a (laughs) megaphone in front of you (laughs) like a rolled up newspaper yeah okay basically i'm gonna get i'm I'm smart and i'm ready but also you have your arcane art that can do all kinds of stuff tristan so maybe you could uh you could use that as part of your performance let's have a little look what kind of dice i might roll for this it would be charisma i believe yes it would so you describe what happens and then we can move on to rolling if we need to oh no okay so it's gonna be quite simple we're we're gonna have a little huddle beforehand and i'm going to sort of give bambury Bambury some pointers that you know little signals and cues that when i kind of like nod in his direction just let a flare off or something i'm just you know i'm trying to work some lights and we've probably got some firework guys at the back and so we're going to yeah. open with a, a bit of a fireworks display i think um, okay so you know nothing not nothing crazy but you know a few explosions going off in the sky and it's all colorful and everyone there's like a five minute firework display and then as the last yeah. firework dies you can kind of hear and like the the sounds going down and everyone can suddenly just hear and it just kind of drifts out across across our shop the hubbub settles to expectant silence yeah and everyone's holding a candle in there above their heads and small bits of wax are melting down onto their hands and they're swearing as they drop their candles and stamp out <laughs> but but they know that's part of it though they're like this is part of the experience and they're completely distracted from the fact I'm stealing stuff off them and then it's just gonna one single figure just walks out I might as well keep playing off the stage and you know the crowd they go wild they're just like they, they can see who <laughs> it is I'm wild. catching I'm catching the lanterns on my pick guard on my guitar so it's just sending out crazy bright light just <sighs> And then they're going to suddenly hear... It's not Tristan that starts singing. 
the two two great maestros start their voices in perfect harmony just matching everything and they walk onto the stage and now the audience is just going absolutely crazy and I feel like I should start singing now but I don't have a pre-prepared tune (laughs) (laughs) I should have got that really as that happens like the spark from Tristan's guitar the light from it just strikes the roof of Asterope's temple in the centre of town and somehow that seems to swallow the illumination then cast it back like rays of starlight lighting up the walls of the bowl and lighting up the stage and the overall effect is pretty amazing and so this is how you open and how how does the uh, show continue um, it's kind of got little, you know, solo moments. So we kind of all come together and the three of us are all singing at once. And it's like, it's the big, it's kind of like the national song of Arushar. Everyone's like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is amazing. And then we drop into some sort of like some collaborative work we've done before. And then I sort of play guitar while she sings for a bit. And then we're kind of saving Lutez because he's, he's the big name and I'm, I'm banking that he's still got it. Um, yeah. And sort of that's the, 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 we get halfway and we get the halftime show uh, and then we kind of we stop and you know there's there's a break and I come yeah, off and I'm like everyone goes and gets beers yeah so beers. like Tristan Wells sounds a lot more nasal than usual <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> what do you mean guys this is a good show <laughs> hey guys uh, how's the show sounding <laughs> like, do you think like, that's the new sound yeah, that must be the new sound. I kind of hope not, because I'm not a big fan of it. I'm in the house, I'm talking about the government. Look, <laughs> <laughs> like you're a kid, you know what you did. Like, uh, Where were you when Tristan went electric? <laughs> I think the people in the audience that are really bang on trend all start putting plasters over their noses <laughs> or bits of <laughs> tissue up like one side. And they're like, yeah. this is cool, man. This is cool. Yeah. This, is how it, this is how we rock the look. Yeah, okay. So we're going to go back a little while. The sky is darkening, but the clouds are creating almost like their own light show. There's this music reaching out across the city. So what are you up to, Enigma? I'm just, you know, casually, like, walking through the crowd. Just casually, like, dipping into <laughs> some pockets. Just, you know, going towards that guy's house, obviously. But, you know, on the yeah, way. Yeah, Just making a little on the, on the side there. All right. That sounds quite, quite plausible. Yeah. It's maybe a trick of the trade, isn't it? Sounds a lot like one. Uh, Dexterity? Yeah, pick locks or pockets or disable traps. So give me that sweet, sweet dex roll. (laughs) That's my best dex. Okay. That is an intermediate success. That's a seven. So two options between suspicion, danger or cost. Which would you prefer uh, to say you've got sus- you're going to raise suspicion create danger or inspire a cost it's a trick Ali he's going to pick the one that you want least <laughs> I know but you have to remember danger is my middle name but I don't want danger <laughs> enigma danger enigma um, no Ali danger Hancock <laughs> guys I was talking icy <clears throat> um, suspicion danger or cost yeah, actually, I should offer you two of those. So uh, I'm going to say suspicion or cost. Suspicion. Okay, good. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it might have costed my hand. You're just drifting through the crowd. It's like cool, like. Yeah, just like cool, like. So roll me a d12. So you're drifting through the crowd. You're like just slipping around and like yoinking someone's coin purse. Maybe you bump into someone and apologize. And then as you wander off, you've got their wallet. And as you drift through the crowd, you accrue 40 gold. Ah. I see this. (laughs) I'm watching her and I see every coin. Wait, have we... Have we got enough for um, a scroll yet? <laughs> Depends how much Banbury's selling them for, frankly. God damn it. <laughs> this is taking a strange and unusual turn. How long has she been sifting for? So she's drifting through the crowd. This is like during your first half. So oh, okay, good, good, good. This is like what was happening while you were playing. I mean, what, is 40 gold a decent amount of money? Cause that doesn't it's, sound a good, like a it's a good amount of money, yeah. It's oh, a fair amount of money. I mean, for money. free money that she's stolen without getting caught, I suppose that's quite good. Yeah, well, you say oh, she without getting caught. Oh, is that what the four is for? No, do you remember the whole thing where I didn't roll a complete success? I think that's what the <laughs> suspicion is for. It's funny, actually. It's a different thing. Because there's someone else working this crowd enigma. Little fuckers. This is my patch. Yeah. Well, I guess they very much consider it to be their patch. I started it. And you just notice what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But when you do, they notice what you're doing. Okay. They're like a particle. You can either know... What they're doing, but you don't know where they are. Or okay. you can know where they are, but you don't know what they're doing. Then I shall look at them, make eye contact, and give them a slow nod. <laughs> of recognition. We are one. There's enough people in this crowd for all of us, and I've got other things to do. Thieves can't at its very best. <laughs> I mean, they say there's no honour amongst thieves, but they lie. Yeah, yeah, of course. They just look back at you. And you notice they have a big scar in their top lip that gives them this perpetual sneer that just kind of hangs on their face. And they look at you and they just shake their head minutely. And then they continue with their business. But from time to time, they seem to glance up at you. Just a, just a thing that happened. So anyway... I'm sure nothing will come of it. I was going to say, can I just add that he's got a scar. He's clearly a good guy. His lips are perpetual sneer. He's clearly just a nice <laughs> guy. It's not necessarily he. His luck. The best thief. He just said it was he. Said they. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think he, I he did. He literally just actually, said so. it's, he has the scar on his face. So maybe she's deep undercover. <laughs> so there's the interval, and around this point, I would say that Enigma, you've probably drifted through the crowd to safety so what happens during part two uh that's when i make my way to that guy's house i can't remember why i'm going to it was i, I why was i going there you're trying to find evidence this is the conversation oh we had, yeah right? the whole burning down uh, yeah. your place okay i'm pretty sure enigma he's this is this is pre-gig i'm certain it's him i need some kind of evidence to prove you know, look for receipts, look for big <laughs> bottles of gas, look for maps to Tristan's house with the words burn here written on them. Got it. <laughs> the classic signs. <laughs> yeah, and just Nick's stuff. If there's anything nice, just Nick. Oh, it. yeah. Like you need to tell me that. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's out of town, so just go nuts um, and prioritise information over stuff, but, you know. Um, okay, good. Oh, so, look for any Sudex symbols that, as well. Let, you want to try and frame agent. him? Yeah, well, mm, just make sure he's not an agent that's working against me, <laughs> knowing that my power is my money, my good looks. <laughs> Tristan is increasingly paranoid as time goes on. He's just getting more and more conspiracy theory oriented. It's like, it's like no, no. Let me tell you, Sudek was an inside job. Exactly. I've got it in for me now. So, Tristan, how does the second half go? Okay, the second half starts with uh, a really, like, um, Lutez's biggest biggest hit it's just him solo and then it's just the the moment that i mean the crowd like tristan but this guy is legendary um so they've really been waiting for this so it's so this is like kind of pavarotti doing that in dormer or something it's It's like a big deal this is like pavarotti doing bohemian rhapsody (laughs) (laughs) yeah and everyone's just like oh my goodness and we join in we we I thought he was dead. <laughs> we come out for the final chorus and we just kind of extend it and it goes into a bit of a semi-self-indulgent jam, but they don't mind because, you know, people want to hear it. And then we yeah, throw a yeah. bit of the Counting Crows twist where we change the lyrics and I sort of forget my place because I'm not very good unless I'm singing it exactly <laughs> as I remember it. So uh, halfway through, I'm just kind of, I'm just sort of sitting there going... And I just kind of stop singing and... No one really notices. I, I, I style it out. Get the crowd to join in. Yes. Oh, so do you have a big part where the crowd are like, where you do like a call and response <laughs> with <laughs> the crowd? <laughs> yeah, that I definitely, I think that happens. Yeah. This seems like quite a big, well, no. big hit with the oh, with the crowd, with the audience. It seems like it's going well. Uh, Banbury, <laughs> what are you contributing oh, to the show? Uh, Banbury has been asked to do Lights and Magic, and to be honest, he might actually be a bit intimidated by the size of the city and all of this kind of stuff, so he's just going to stand in the background, shooting up flares, hoping that his magic isn't running out, and hoping that he's not going to accidentally set fire to anything. (laughs) I I like the idea he's doing, like, little tiny sparkles. He's like... <laughs> it's it's like a plant mister of sparks. <laughs> I'd like to think at some stages, like right at the start of the gig, uh he was using prestidigitation <laughs> to do kind of glowing effects and yeah. also write dandy is <laughs> best number one bard just kind of glowing and like dissipating into the air like word by word but actually he slowly gets into it and he realizes that tristan is actually quite a good bard and <gasps> you know he can actually put on a show so does that resolve it, it begins bombed. to respect him a little bit more and then wow. he just you know then he just does big impressions of a broken nose up in the air above him <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I like the idea that Tristan turns around and he just sees Undy as it dries dies out. And you're like, huh? <laughs> look around, and S just fading out. What was he, what's he saying? Undy, S, S, what, what? Yeah, so uh, Banbury puts up uh, ads that he's been paid for from the side and hopefully earns a bit of coinage there. Buy old craft beer from blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And- oh, yeah, that's actually uh, pretty good. Yeah, that's a good idea. 
And then I do a big arrow pointing boom, boom, boom down to the actual sponsor. And then I kind of make big kind of throwing up people kind of uh, <laughs> images above all the other non-sponsor bars that have just wandered nice. in and trying to steal our loot. I like the idea on. that Bambui gets a bit overexcited and so puts a big arrow pointing towards Enigma just as she sort of... If it's Enigma, how is stealing going? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> and that's how Enigma gets her. Oh, this distractionary gig is working wonderfully, isn't it? Dot, dot, dot. These suckers don't know what will hit them from the hawks. Hope they're still not thirsty. This all sounds very grand. Percy, how are you enjoying the show? I think Percy stays for the big entrance um, and there sees Lutez and the other one come on and start their song. Um, and skulks away and heads off to try and find Yarnis. I'm going to see this and be a bit sad that he's gone. I'll be like, oh, <laughs> I thought he was going to stay. He said he'd stay till the end. Classic gig. This isn't the first time you've conned me into coming well, to one of your gigs. The thing is, <laughs> he walks off just as I'm starting the song about the wall and I'm like looking around for him going, this is us, this is this, this is our song. Like, this is for, this is for my best heart. friend. He's just over. Uh, he was over there. Oh. Okay, this is, I guess this is just for you guys. And just I'm going to do a really slow, sad version. <laughs> my brother on the wall with me. Now he's left me all alone. <laughs> and it, it like takes three hours because that song's long yeah. enough when you play it fast. Yeah. <laughs> Yanis is actually, he stood leaning against the front wall of his tavern because it's actually pretty quiet in there. A lot of his customers are out uh, enjoying this show. Naturally. Oh, he's just got a couple, of, a couple of regulars in there. Yeah, they've probably been pickpocketed by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So he's quite pleased to see you. Hello, Yanis. Ah, Percy. How are you getting on? I'm okay. Tell me the um, the big gig that's happening up there on the the rim. Um, that Lutez chap. How long has he been about? Have you not heard of him? He's very well known. Well, you know, I don't keep up to date with all the modern trends <laughs> and who's topping charts and not all that. Like these other young whippersnappers. <laughs> well, Percy. I mean, he was very popular about. 15 years ago. He was quite the up-and-coming thing then. Since then, he, he sort of went into retirement a bit, but there was a time when everything he did just came up so well. Just went great, you know? Hmm. And then more recently, he settled here. He sort of retired. And then there's this thing, I don't know if you've heard about it, but minstrels and bards and the like, they seem to like opening venues now. They they like to have a pub and they put music on. And apparently, I don't appreciate the competition, but I got my regulars. I can't complain. I see. Okay. He set up the Minstrels Haven in town. And, well, it's not been a huge success, but it seems to have picked up lately. Right, so how long how long has he been here doing that? Oh, years. Well, years. Okay. He only opened. He only opened a year or so back. He's been here though for quite a few years. I see. And you say it picked up recently. I think he picked up some customers. There was another one like it that burned down. Uh, I think a lot of the customers move over to him. Ah, uh, yes, so, I suppose. Uh, yeah. He did quite well before that. It had been quite quiet for some reason. 
Okay. Uh, that, that's interesting. Okay. Thank you, Anis. Um, yeah, so that, I think that will be all. Um, there's nothing else that I should be aware of since we last met. I'm sure there's probably not, is there? Well, Arishal's been pretty quiet. You know, it doesn't change much. It's part of what I like about the place. You feel mm. secure here. And also we get the good weather. Mm, I see. And when the water's flowing, it's the place to be. Very good. Very good. Okay, I'll, I'm going to catch the end of that gig anyway. But thank you very much. That's very helpful. Of course. And he like taps his head, goes in a little wave. I'll wander back up to the gig just as like Tristan's finishing his song about the wall. And I'm like, I've, I've been here all along. I, no, I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> Look at me, I'm on a wall. It's just like, like in the song. I mean, in fairness, that song's like 25, 30 minutes long, so you probably could have walked off yeah. and come back from the pub. Yeah, like half a... Yeah, we're not, we haven't even finished the first verse yet. You think it's the end, but it's not. <laughs> like, please, God, let it be the end. It's just more... All right, so we're going to have a couple of rolls, I think. Um, I actually had a curry, so I'm not really that hungry. <laughs> you've you've already had a song. You're yeah. about full. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Tristan, can I have a charisma oh, roll? This is not fair. Well, this is very fair. I feel giving you a single roll for the whole outcome of how well <laughs> was perceived your show has been. Yeah, depending on whether it goes horribly wrong. So I should be, I'll, I might have to use the old style it out. Oh, yes, boy. Thank goodness. The crowd are going crazy. They have embraced the, the, <laughs> the nose, the plasters. Yeah, yeah. I've had to plaster up my fingers because we've got some big, big songs. You've had some big stuff, but you've had that like three tenors finale. Mm. All the stars are there. The crowd are eating out of your hand. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Bambury, could you roll me a D12? Ooh, Ooh, nice. nice. 12 out of 12. Take 12 damage. Acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> Some random guy walks up and punches Bambury and throws up on him. My pub's the best. Shut up. <laughs> Some random guy walks up to you. You might recognise him, actually. He's the guy who was behind the bar, no. like in the beer tent. When you were highlighting it? The good beer tent or the bad beer the tent? The good beer tent. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, he says, thank you, thank you so much. This has been a tremendous success. Thank Here, take this for your consideration. And he gives you 36 gold in a little purse. Nice. You could totally get that scroll there. Yeah, you could definitely <laughs> afford that. Cheers. Because, you're welcome. The The effects really added something. It, it was quite special. Oh. Reminds me, I once heard of this fellow who did that kind of thing the full time. Didi da-da-da. It was an extraordinary oh. performance. It was that kind of thing. Nah, that's a stupid name. It was a no. stupid name, but he was a good... Sh he was a showman, you know? Well, yeah. All right. Thanks for the money, but... Thank you, sir. Go away now before I yell stranger danger a lot and <laughs> kick you in the shin. <laughs> he looks at you a bit funny and walks off. Yeah. But he's got a bounce in his step. He's clearly very pleased with how this has gone. I see what he was doing, trying to give me sweeties to get me in the back of his tavern. <laughs> Go away, you pervert! <laughs> right, Bambi's going to look inside and count up his monies. Yeah, so you have 36 gold. Nice. Enigma, we go back to the start of the second half. We return now to the start of the second half. Yes, this is almost like a flashback, but you're an independent operator. You're doing your thing. You've reached the house, which Tristan assures you is the house of Lintz Bernesque. The way you say that means I definitely believe it is. Yeah, I was thinking that. I'm like, no, it's the right house. 
it was last time Tristan was here, you know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'd have found out where he was living rather than just assumed it was when I was here last. Too late. Based on what? You spent the... We literally rocked up and you ran around everywhere <laughs> trying to organise a gig. Yeah, I was getting information as well. I didn't tell you guys that because I... Uh, and during me. that, you were like, oh, come to my gig later. By the way, do you know where this guy lives? <laughs> That would definitely not look suspicious if he later got broken into. <laughs> Just walked around town all day saying, hi, guards, hi, publicans, hi, random people. Yeah, this is going to have a very obvious trail here. Yeah. But luckily, he is on stage, so he has a very good alibi. <laughs> He's got an A-grade Guy's alibi. Guy's an old friend. I just wanted to see, make sure, was, you know, I knocked on the house, no one answered. Heard he was out of town. What is Wanted to know that his house was going to be empty all weekend. It's just normal questions. <laughs> <laughs> Offered to look after his cat. Yeah. The house is down in town on the morning side. Quite fancy. Nice. So you walk down this lantern street. The house stands alone. It's got a red tile roof and yellow plaster walls. The windows are all shuttered. And the shutters are kind of deep cedarwood colour, but it's all closed up. And it's on the main street, but because it stands alone, it has like alleyways each side. Um, what are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to scout around the edge through the alleyways just to see if there's any windows on a less obvious side. All right. When you get round the back, it does have a kind of small backyard okay, with what looks like maybe a stable block in it, which you could probably climb onto. Ooh. There are a couple of that are shuttered up along the alleyways, but they mostly seem a little bit higher up on the street. Okay. You could maybe climb up to them, though. I'm pretty thinking I could, because I'm pretty good at that kind of thing. I'm going to parkour up it, because if it's a narrow alleyway, I can do that thing where you put like your leg on one wall and then the one opposite, and you just walk up like yeah. that. Okay, sweet. Because I've definitely seen that, yep. and um, in I go. I'm seeing it. Yeah, yeah. So up you go, and that uh, definitely sounds like you're using the tricks of your trade. Dexterity. I have learned my trade well. Enigma is like a weasel. You're just like up the wall. Weasels on climbers. <laughs> this one is. <laughs> it's like a pine martin. <laughs> right. She's like a pine martin. <laughs> yeah, I realise that doesn't have the same ring to it. Up the wall it, like a pine it's, martin. It's more factually accurate because they're good at climbing. Right, that's better. Just in case Attenborough's listening to this, I don't want to lose his respect. Up the wall, just knock the shutter. You, like, tap it with your thumb in a way that you know will undo the catch. Yep, yep. And then just lift the window and vanish through it without making a sound. I do a little forward roll. I kind of roll into the room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And do a little, you know, hands up pose, just in case <laughs> there is someone in there. Because then I can pass it off as like a, a whole gym thing. All right, so you've gone into this dark room. You can't really make out what's going on in there. What do you do? Can I make out anything at all? Is any light coming in at all? There's a little light, but because the window is on the alley side... <sighs> It doesn't let in a lot of light, so you can make out some dark shapes that are probably furniture. Uh, there must be candles and things around, though. I can light. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, I'll light a candle then and, and have a little uh, snoop around. Okay, so you get a candle lit. See, I set a light to something without needing Banbury. <laughs> Enigma, you probably have your eternal candle on you. Oh, yeah. You don't need to light a candle. You've got your magic candle. I've got magic candle. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll get the magic candle out. I forgot about that. Yeah, okay, so... Yeah, okay, magic candle. 
your magic candle that is sheds enough light for you to see what's going on. You're in a bedroom. The bedroom has dust sheets over a lot of the sock drawer. furniture. It does probably have a sock, sock drawer, but it's under a dust sheet. You should always look in the sock drawer first. I read that somewhere today. It says if you're a burglar checking the sock drawer, that might not have been the angle they had. <laughs> so you're going to check for sock drawers first and foremost, are you? Yes, yes. All the drawers in this room are empty. This might have been a guest room or a spare room at some uh, point. Am I leaving footprints in the dust? You're leaving some footprints in the dust. Okay, well, I'm just going to scooch those out as I go past. Just kind of make sure they're obscured, just in case. So if, if nothing else, there's like a smudge mark in the dust. You can't tell that someone walked there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, I'm not setting fire to this place, am I? I'm just like, I'm just like searching it. Your candle doesn't actually really give off any heat. No, it's more like what that if that was the plan. <laughs> I think you're on your own. The plan was just to look around. It wasn't set a light to it. You are welcome to decide what the plan is. You're Enigma. I am an Enigma. If you decide that was the plan, we can justify it later. <laughs> we'll see. I'll see what I can find first and see if it's worth burning down. <laughs> oh, this is good. Isn't this all about revenge? It's all about perceived revenge. Right. As yet with no evidence. This guy totally has it. I'm going to find the evidence and set a light to it. I'm not really. Brilliant. Probably. You're just going to burn the evidence. You're like, I found <laughs> the evidence, burn I found the evidence. Ah, That's what you wanted, isn't burnt it? Burnt it! Well, that way, I've taken appropriate revenge. It's like, you know, poetic justice. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, yes. Tristan will be elated. He loves poems. So They're the best. <laughs> so, as you move through the house, it remains very dusty. <laughs> it doesn't look like people come through here very often or that they haven't for a while. What are you looking for what rooms or what type of thing perhaps i'm going to look for like an office you do find like a writing desk that has some um, drawers down the side the drawers are locked <laughs> not for long not for long okay give me a tricks of the trade not for long wow yeah this is more like it this is more yep, like yep. the dex rolls i expect from an yep, enigma yep. <sighs> these big 13s and 11s great so what do you hope to find in there? Anything regarding Tristan's place, I've forgotten the name of. Or also um, anything uh, like a receipt to an arsonist. <laughs> I, mean, I assume those guys keep receipts. But any Anything that might show that he's in any kind of financial difficulties. There's actually very little indicating financial difficulties. You do find... In one of the drawers, a bunch of coins, though. Oh, they're mine now. They're, they're yours. Okay. What kind of coins are they? They are just gold coins. So okay, I thought that might be evidence. Give yourself another D12. Okay, so you find 25 coins. Excellent. You've definitely got enough for a scroll now. You have definitely got enough for a scroll. And you find a set of correspondence. You find oh. old letters that they've exchanged and unlike the rest of this exploration the letters that you glance through seem pretty boring there's not much going on in there mostly homoerotic tristan wild fanfic (laughs) (laughs) if you search through for a mention of tristan's name there's a couple of letters where someone said Tristan's in town that week, so it should be fine for you to play at the same time. 
and you find one or two letters that say the dandy's in town that week, so you might want to postpone your visit. So he hates both. Well, it may be he doesn't mind being in town the same time as Tristan because he reckons he can draw more of an audience. Oh, I see. I see what you mean. He knows the dandy's got him outbid. So... As you, far as you can tell, there are no receipts from arsonists. There's <laughs> nothing that appears to be from the last three, four months. Okay. It looks like he might not have been here in a long time. If he's left his stuff, that must mean he's just gone. Some of the letters, letters to him, are addressed to different addresses in different cities. So there's an address in Parieso that some of the letters are sent to. Right. I'll take those so I've got the address. What you could possibly infer is that he has multiple homes. Yeah, admittedly. (laughs) And that he moves around. But also, I'd like to just check by the door to see how much junk mail and letters are left there. (laughs) Because then we can have some idea of how long he's been gone. What's like a local delicacy? Sausage. Sausage. (laughs) The local sausage shop has gone through three different menus since he last... uh... Man. So that's at least like, you know, a week. At least a week. Probably a fortnight. The thing with sausages, you don't know what you're getting day to day. Exactly. Exactly. It's It's all about the latest meat. So you don't find evidence that he's been here during the time that Tristan's place burnt down. Okay. Are any of the addresses to other places in this city? No, there's one in Merwall, the capital of Sudek. There's one in Parieso in Alvarado. I guess I'll quit this joint. (laughs) Tune in to next week's edition of Enigma PI, where she rifles through a bin and finds nothing. It's not uh, my great. I did get some money. You got you got money. I might break into the one next door and just steal something, just because I can. <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> and you're the that'll thief. make it look less targeted, and it'll look like it's a bunch of break-ins. That's true. Yeah. Okay. I, my that... cover is to just rob everyone in the streets. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so I, if you're going to break into the next house up, yeah, why not? It's a little bit similar. Okay. Another fancy house. Yep, yep. Give me a tricks of the trade to break in. It's empty as far as you can tell. Okay. This area's on the way down if everything's every empty. That's a good roll. They are on the way down. You want to be careful. You don't want to roll anymore. <laughs> it's like <laughs> 13, 11, 10. It's going to be fine. Okay, you break in to the house. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to just going to rifle through the sock drawer and steal something pretty. Probably not pretty socks. I'm assuming they're keeping something pretty in there. Dandy socks, dandy socks, dandy socks. <laughs> so let me describe the house that you've walked into. Okay. Full of people. It seems quiet. It seems empty. You've assessed that. You've made that judgment call. The stairwell at the bottom of the stairs, there's a huge painting that looks like a younger Atello de Lutez. In fact, there are quite a few paintings around the house that mostly look like either young or very flattering, less paunchy, less greasy, taller Atello de Lutez portraits. Okay, okay. This is this is interesting. It's either a big fan or it could be his house. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to... I'll whip out my knife. I'm thinking I'll get something nice for everybody. So yes. I'm just going to whip out my knife, right? And just like cut one of the pictures from its frame, roll it up. Um, I'm <laughs> Brilliant. Go- I'm going to assume that nice. Tristan's a big fan because, you know, he has booked him. Behind the picture is a safe. Oh, who knew? That wasn't very safe, was it? Shouldn't have put it in front of a picture. Who knew I was going to nick that? Well, it's only in front of the picture if you're inside the wall. <laughs> well, I'll have a crack at cracking it. Okay, good. 
Is that a trick of the trade? That might be it a is. trick of the trade. Okay. I rolled an advance. Yeah. Do you want do you want suspicion or danger? Suspicion. Okay. I thought danger was your middle name. No, only out of character. That's double barreled. <laughs> the safe pops open. A lot of danger is double barreled. <laughs> Inside is a surprisingly small amount of gold. Okay. There's a purse and it's got six gold in it. Six? Barely worth it. There is some paperwork which appears to be the deeds to this house, the deeds to the Minstrel's Haven, and some documentation around the Minstrel's Haven. What you can infer from it is the Minstrel's Haven had been doing quite badly. Uh, maybe I'll get that for Tristan. <laughs> yes. And at one point in one of these business plan type documents, it says, how can the Minstrel's Haven match the popularity of the Bard's Retreat? <laughs> Yeah, okay, I'll take that. Yeah, sure. I'll wrap it in the paintings to um, alleviate any suspicion. You don't really do anything to create any suspicion, except obviously you've cut the picture in front of the safe from in front of the safe. Yeah, and taking it with me. And taking it with you. And secondly, the safe doesn't close. So it's kind of flapping open. Okay. All right. Before I leave as well, I need to find something for the others as well. So I'm going to have a rifle through sock drawer just in case there are dandy socks. Oh, his sock drawer contains quite an assortment of shackles. (gasps) You can't wear those as socks. (laughs) Fine. I'll take a shackle for Bambury. He's young. If the young people like that kind of thing. I mean, you know, he's a big fan of music. He's probably going to like that. Um, What can I steal? For um, a crevice. What do you think Percy might like? <laughs> what kind of thing are you going to look for? Uh, let's see now. What thing can you steal for the paladin that the paladin will be happy you stole for him? Well, Maybe forge a receipt for whatever you're getting him. Okay. <laughs> um, I imagine he's there's probably there's some kind of amulet. He does like amulets. I've definitely seen him wearing an amulet. Okay. <laughs> yes, there is an amulet on the bedside table. Yeah. What does it look like? It's a simple teardrop stone. It looks like a carnelian or something. I don't know what that is. It holds the light of your candle really well. Oh, we'll love that. It's like there's just a hint of an inner fire to it. So make a note of these things you've acquired. Oh, blimey. Okay. Is there anything else you want to do while you're in this house? Uh, Taking a shit on the bed's a really bad idea, isn't it? Right, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do. Man. How did you not ping when I was detecting evil? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not evil. I didn't do it. I suppose. Breaking into someone's house and shitting on their bed is evil, Ali. <laughs> I didn't shit on the bed. That's the point. <laughs> um, you hear a sound from downstairs. <gasps> okay, I'm going to scarper out the window. Like a kind of click and you hear... A door open and a car, a sound of quiet feet.
see no. If your middle name was Danger, you should definitely marry someone whose surname was Mouse. Danger Mouse. Hmm. Yeah, but we'll take his name. Or if you do, don't give it back. Yeah, it's mine now. It's like D and D. What's this? <laughs> D and D? Why? Oh my goodness, then I put Dungeon World is better. <laughs> Simple rules. Find us at Dragon Meat unless this episode has been sent after that, which is probably likely. Yes, yes, it is. Post reference. This is going after the credits. <laughs> then, uh, then he puts up our Twitter handle, our Facebook yeah. account, our SoundCloud. Hey guys, um, it was then... lovely to see you at Dragon Meat. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We had a wonderful time. Subscribe to our channel and turn notifications on. Yes. Like and subscribe. <laughs> that's all. That's just this flashing by Tristan. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Please leave an iTunes review. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh, super um, in joke. <laughs> joke about a song only two people have heard. Yeah. But we're both here. It counts. Yeah.